Mary Stack and I play Georgie Sullivan. And I may not have gotten crushed by a stage light this time, but when she finds out that a murder happened on her birthday on a stage, that probably will keep her away from stages for good. I'm Holland Lane Curtis and I play Birdie. Town menace, two drinks in, and tipsy. As they say, we got a lot to drink about. Hi, I'm Willa Wilson, and I'm playing Renette Bollinger. There's a dead guy in front of me. That's all. My name is Jonah Knight, and this is Roll to Metal. It is part two of The Marvelous Magical Murdered Magnus, written by Alicia Furness. You can follow the link in the show notes to learn more about her and all of the games that she writes. We're on an every other week release schedule for now. But have no fear, a new bonus actual play one shot will begin next week. Okay, let's go. It's Georgie's birthday. This high production magic show ended kind of on a strange beat, but now the crowd is gone, the marvelous magical Magnus is missing, and there is confusion backstage, and the camera shows us Renette alone in the hallway as the door to the crawl space under the stage slowly opens. We see her stoop. We see that she sees the star of the show. He is still. He is halfway out of his clothes. He is crumpled, damp, and dead. Renette, what line do you deliver to the camera? Dead guy. There's, he's dead. And the camera cuts to Georgie and Bertie still inside the dressing room, though maybe they're starting to move towards the way out. What was that clue you just found? We found a manila folder with a newspaper clipping inside of it that was an article about a rival illusionist that had been that Magnus had been losing bookings to, and it was circled with blue pen and the words, the word traitor was written over it. And are the two of you on your way out or are you going to stay in here and take some more pictures? I mean, we're going to take a couple more selfies, I think. Just a couple. I think Bernie's probably like, okay, but now we have to do one with like the duck lips. You know, the duck face. That's a whole thing. I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure everyone is still doing that now. It's one of those trends that's gonna stick around for a long time. <laughs> okay, we can go. And as the two of you move to the door, you're not too far away from it when it opens before you get to it. And a man enters back first. He might be in his mid-30s, maybe. Who knows from the back? But you see him start to turn, and you can see the rainbow eye makeup. You can see that he's carrying a super fancy travel coffee mug. And rolling in behind him, a bright pink suitcase-sized professional makeup kit. And he's going to see you in just a moment or so when he turns around. Is there anything that you want to do very quickly? Can we hide in the clothing stacks? Like, are there, are there like... A long there, setup. You know how kids do in, in stores? Yeah, there's absolutely a big old rack of uh, Magnus's costumes that are all laid out there. I try to grab Georgie and book it. All right, uh, roll the day move. What is all the right. worst that can happen here if he sees the two of you hiding in the clothes? He thinks we're stealing? Yeah. That seems pretty bad. I think that's a fun way to start. All right. Um, so do I really have to roll with disadvantage on this one? Well, you are still tipsy. What? Um, uh, but come on. What is the ability that you're using? Well, I would think for, for speed and uh, like go time adrenaline, I would say vitality. And I would argue that Birdie has had many a tipsy slash drunken shenanigans in which she's had to run and hide very quickly. So I think in her past, she might have some, it might be advantageous for her to take point in this because I feel like she's an expert. She knows where to hide, where your feet can't be seen. And like, so you're arguing that uh -huh. when she's a little bit tipsy, Birdie is 
faster or more daring or I think she, well, she would definitely be more daring. Um, and so I think that she potentially has speed on her side because she doesn't hesitate. Okay. We're going to vote and see what Georgie and Renette think about about (laughs) Bertie being quiet and sneaky. I never said quiet. I said faster. Hey, there's a guy entering the room right now. I believe you that you are faster. I'm curious (laughs) as to whether they have any firsthand experience with you being quiet and sneaky when you are tipsy. I'm quiet as a mouse. Come on. Huh. I think this does require further discussion. Yes. I mean, guys, please. It's I'm not gonna, even a discussion. I'm going to need a firsthand experience story from Renette <laughs> and Georgie about how you were very quiet that one time when you were tipsy and snuck around very safely. Are you asking us to improvise? Because we can do that. <laughs> I just want to hear this. I'm not sure that I believe this, so I need to hear from the two of you as okay, to whether so or not... Okay, so do you remember that that time um, about a month ago? Um, yeah, we got a little tipsy at the siren that night. Maybe had a little bit, a, a little bit extra much. And, um, uh, you know, we uh, uh, Bertie had this idea to go... Um, she she wanted she wanted her scone and she wanted it now. So um, yes, but of course coffee was was closed. But uh, you know Rowan, it was a you know a summer night. Rowan had left the window open. I, I mean, I didn't even think to to climb in there. But you know, Birdie, what with her experience, um, her more um, semi delinquent days. Uh, we're catching back up to her, uh, you know. She kind of, you know, goes into a, a haze when she gets I, to a certain point of tipsy, you know? I do remember that because you and I were talking about the best way to get in to get a scone. And then we turned around and she was just standing there with a scone. And we hadn't, we didn't hear anything or notice that she had even crept yeah. away. She just had the scone. Yeah. I, I, and it, it was, she was already halfway through eating it. She she climbed in, found where they keep the scones overnight, like the day-old scones. I don't know if they're baked fresh every morning, like at some bakeries. I don't know, but um, she had found the scones and um, just crept back with it, happy as a clam with the scone. Mm, it's coconut. It's good. Now, we, we've established that Bertie is particularly good at getting in and out of bathroom windows. We know that there's a bonus to that. We do know that, <laughs> actually. Now, is, was that sneakiness related to the fact that she was climbing in and out of a window? Because that wouldn't, that wouldn't apply here. I think that that was related, but it was also the speed at which she, uh, she managed to uh, get in, find the stuff, get out. Without making a single sound, we did. Georgie and I didn't even notice that she had left. You know, she just she goes into a <laughs> a very a very particular state, a specific zone when she gets to a certain amount of tipsy, and it's just she can't be seen. She's so sneaky. Yeah, you know, it's like it's not like a a blackout drunk. It's more of a like blackout <laughs> crime. You know, it's, a, it's an altered state of being. It's an altered state of being that you transcend I mean, physical presence and you can just zip through reality. I mean, that's certainly how it feels like to me. I'm just mm-hmm. saying. That is how you described it. Yeah. Half, you you had just finished your scone and you were like, hmm, reality, zipping through it. Coconut. <laughs> All right. I, I think we've established with this canonical story. Yes, it's canon. That um, Birdie may not need to take disadvantage on a roll when she's tipsy when it is related to being sneaky. But I think other situations, there is going to be a disadvantage. Mm-hmm. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. Think you know, I, yeah. I know I'm an expert at, at many things, um, but I'll take what I can get. I will, I will take that win. Mm-hmm. Watch me roll like a two. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go, let's go, let's go. That is uh, a 10 plus two. That is a 12. Oh my. I think it's more instinct than anything else. Um, her her more rebellious days 
kind of flash in her mind and she instinctively just grabs Georgie by the forearm and does kind of like a little swing, like a circular, like swings her around behind the clothing rack and then squishes herself in. So she just kind of uses her her arm trajectory to just kind of it's kind of almost like a dance move it's as if birdie has been possessed by some dancing spirit of mischief and um, i joe yes of course <laughs> where did he come from where did he go where did he come from cotton eye joe yeah. um the spirit of cotton eye joe compels me and with that um she is twirled behind the clothing rack and i slap myself next to her um and i like shuffle us back as far as we can so our feet don't shift. the two of you are still you are quiet you're peeking out from behind these costumes this man comes in door closes behind him he kind of kicks it shut looks a little grumpy muttering to himself of course he would do this of course he would do this no consideration no consideration he rolls his makeup kit over against the counter here in the dressing room, starts to open it up, starts to take some of the makeup that is displayed on the counter. He starts packing it away, just muttering to himself he's annoyed. Back in the hallway, Renette, there's a body. Dead guy. He's any, anyone? Renette lets out just a defeated squeak in her tipsy state. Is a dead guy. Ah! I think that's probably about the time it takes you a moment to recognize her, but coming down the hallway is the woman who was the dancer on stage during Magnus's performance. She sees you, and maybe there's a moment where the two of you sort of lock eyes. So you still pointed. And she looks puzzled, comes up behind you, like looks at you, looks into the crawl space. Oh my God! Right? Oh my God! Right? Help! Help! And she starts yelling, drops down on her hands and knees, and starts to crawl under the stage. Uh, uh, c- careful! Is she, like, actively messing with evidence or, or something? Well, I think the view that you now have is of her butt. Mm-hmm. As she's sort of, like, crawling underneath, she still has her uh, her very over-the-top dancing sort of frilly costume on. Mm-hmm. So you can see her. This is the angle you have. I skirt around to the other side to try to get a better look at um, what she's what her front is doing. And as you do, you can hear the door to the second dressing room open, and the assistant comes out. Uh, now it looks like that that wig is now gone, and the assistant, now looking maybe a little more male than female, uh, short black hair, you get a sense of him sort of saying, "What are you? What are you doing? What do you think? I just you." You come out into the hall to someone screaming dead guy and pointing at a dead guy and you're asking what we're doing. We're pointing at a dead guy. No, I'm I'm pointing at Jessica. What do you what do you, what do you mean dead guy? Magnus. He didn't rush in. And his eyes open really wide and he sort of rushes in. Someone uh, had to. <laughs> are you are you now there's not a whole lot of space here. You can insert yourself in the middle of this, but it's gonna be pretty cramped. Do you wanna do you wanna be the third person in a hole built for two? Yes. The answer is always yes. Describe to me how you're doing this. It looks like Jessica the dancer and the assistant, whose name we don't know yet, are are both sort of cramped and crawling down into this hole. I stick my my head in. I'm not going to try crawling down actively, but I am going to get on my hands and knees and poke my head down there to get a closer look. It looks like Jessica is the furthest in, and both of them sort of feel your presence. You're coming into physical contact with these two, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, to get in here, it's like hands have to go on backs, and your head sort of like pushes in between the two of them. Yeah. With kind of a, what are you guys doing here? Kind of look (laughs) in the camera. Uh, And it looks like Jessica is just sort of like, she's almost like on top of Magnus. 
and it looks like she's doing a little little light slap on his face and she's wake up wake up what are you doing what are you oh my god oh my god oh my god oh my god and the assistant says do the cpr just do cpr on him she's, i don't know how to do that does he have a heartbeat does he have even a faint pulse and she grabs his neck she grabs his neck, her hand's moving around. She's totally not touching where a pulse would be. It's more like the Adam's apple that she's pushing mm, on. I can't feel anything. Without touching the guy, if I can reach, I will move her hand to where the pulse is. Yeah. Should be. And she kind of looks up at you and has this moment of like, wait, who are you? It doesn't matter. Oh, right here? Okay. Yeah. Yes. Anything? And she's kind of pushing. She's kind of pushing. I don't feel anything. I don't feel anything. He's dead, isn't he? He's, yeah. he's, he's cold. He's really yeah. cold. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, and the assistant says, I, I, I'm not going to be under the stage anymore and starts crawling backwards, kind of displacing you a little bit. You can just kind of get out of the way. You can write yourself. Uh, and the assistant sort of makes space for you and you kind of like fall into the space where he was and he stands up and you can hear him running off down the hallway. I'll stay um, where I am and um, take a look around without, uh, without getting my fingers anywhere. I mean, throughout that whole thing, I was kind of cataloging everywhere that um, Jessica uh, touched the body mm -hmm. um, and any way that it had been tampered with while I was watching. Uh, but can I look around, uh, investigate the scene with my eyeballs? Oh, you would like to meddle? I would like to do that, yeah. I think you can do that. I'm going to go with composure. All right. That is a solid eight. Okay, so with an eight, you're right next to Jessica. Mm -hmm. And you can see that she still wants to be touching his face. She still wants to, like, look for a pulse, even though... She didn't find one, and she kind of looks over at you. She I'd recommend back. you keep your hands off um, from now on. Okay. Um, yeah. And she just is kind of staring at him, and, like, her eyes sort of flip to you and flip back. And through this, you have a chance to sort of look around this crawl space. And you can see a little bit further on, there's a trap door. Mm -hmm. Must be how he got down here. You can see there's a set of clothes. Looks like he was trying to change his clothes. I guess um, I'll uh, take a look at the clothing if I if I can. That's kind of my area of expertise. Uh, looks like he had mostly gotten the shirt that he had been wearing in the trick off and had started getting his arm into one side of the new shirt. Mm-hmm. The pants, the jacket are still there. Some some nice shoes he was probably going to slip into. That's interesting and all. I mean, standard stage costumes. Yeah, you know, very, click rigging and all that. Yeah, like very glitzy. Well done. Okay. Nothing strange about them. But uh, are you touching them? Or no. you just sort of you're just sort of looking at the pile. Yeah, the way it's it's fallen. Uh, what kind of uh, any any damage that's been done to them? Anything interesting? What's wet? What isn't? Yeah, the, the pile of clothes here that, that is untouched is dry. A little further on, something catches your eye. Mm -hmm. A little bit of movement. It's kind of white. And there it is again. And you sort of squint. And you see a rabbit in this crawl space. And it does hop, 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 and stop. And hop, hop, hop. And hop, hop, hop. Yeah, there's a rabbit down here with you. You did this. I point at the rabbit. <laughs> I found the killer. <laughs> and Jessica's eyes get very big. And then sees that you're pointing at the rabbit. Oh. Huh. We don't have a rabbit in our act. It's the perfect crime. <laughs> We used to have a, that's. You used huh. to, but he got fired and now he's out for revenge. What? No. Oh. Who are you? Don't worry about it. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get out of here. Okay. Should I 
catch this rabbit? I'm going to get out of here. And if you think that I shouldn't be touching the body, maybe, yeah. I also uh, probably shouldn't. Yeah, uh, yeah. And she starts crawling backwards. I chase the rabbit. You go further in. Yeah, I want to know what's up with this rabbit. All right. It's not part of the act. Maybe maybe it is the killer. I'm starting to think it probably is. Or maybe the killer had something to do with it. All right. All right. The camera moves back into the dressing room. And we see Georgie and Birdie still hiding behind the clothes, still peeking out. A little bit of commotion from the hallway. And it looks like this man doing the uh, makeup rearrangement, isn't really paying attention. And then there's something louder in the hallway, and he looks up at the door. What now? What now? And he picks up his coffee mug, and he exits, and he leaves the two of you in there. Oh, that was close. Yeah, yeah we should probably leave now. I mean, it was kind of fun. Is there anything else you want to look at? Georgie hesitates because she is tipsy. And even though that was a close call, she's like, there are sparkly things to touch. No, no, I think we're good. I think, I think I'm good. Okay. We should, we should take this opportunity. Okay. Okay. Let's go. Okay. Maybe tell me your approach in exiting this room with some noise out in the hallway. I think that you both can get close to the door and it doesn't sound like it's right in front of the door. But it does sound like there are people in the hallway. Um, I text Frenette to come save us and I, cause a distraction. I, I think... text back a rabbit emoji and a running person emoji and then uh, uh, <laughs> another, like an evil rabbit and a uh, zombie. Okay, I text like three pictures of, or three emojis of clothing articles Mm-hmm. Um, and then like a lipstick mm-hmm. and then just the picture of a man standing emoji. Um, yeah. and just, just a couple others like that. Mm-hmm. Translation, come get us. <laughs> I, uh, I send back, um, I just sent <laughs> rabbit, rabbit emoji followed by several exclamation points. Uh, I think Bertie just responds with no. <laughs> I think Georgie is peeking out the doorway to see where the 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 proximity of the commotion to the doorway to figure out if we can like kind of sidestep out and back up a step like we're just walking by. Well, Georgie, you can see that Bertie is very occupied with her phone and yours keeps buzzing. But you go to open the door and it's locked. Now, I'm going to take this moment to remind you about a Maven move you have. Yes. <laughs> that you have yet to use yes. in the last year. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Let's do it. The move that you're referring to is the Angus MacGyver. <laughs> and when you improvise in a situation using whatever is at hand, ask the other players and keeper to name three objects you find in the environment. So long as you can give a plausible explanation for how one or more of these three objects will help you with an action, you can have an advantage on a single role related to that action. So I think we're trying to pick a lock or take apart a doorknob or I don't know. I guess it depends on we're trying to get out of the room. What are you guys giving me? <laughs> a makeup brush. A keychain to the aquarium with one of those little silver keychain things on top. Next to the makeup kit, you see a small baggie of white powder. Oh, so it's that kind of party. <laughs> I'm interested to see if you can use that to open the door. <laughs> well... <laughs> Hand it to me. I can do anything. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I've I've gathered. I have a a keychain, and I have a makeup brush and a bag of white powder. Is what can I do to figure out what the powder is? Sniff it. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, sorry. You only have one condition right now, so you can go right ahead and do that. It's, I mean, logically, it's got to be glitter or chalk. 
But I mean, also logically, other things. There's only one way to find out. Okay, I'm going to inspect this powder more closely. I guess I guess I'll smell it. It's cornstarch. <laughs> and really without a little packet of a little baggie of cornstarch. Absolutely. Just in case you need to, just in case you need to thicken up a, a soup. <laughs> or a lock. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think as an avid baker, you do recognize this as cornstarch. Okay. Could be used to soak up a sweat. It's also a good dry shampoo. Oh, I think like the old school, like the ones that you'd put a skeleton key into, like an old school lock. If yeah. it's a keypad sort of a lock, then that would be a use for the makeup brush and the powder. That's to true. Dust it for prints. How modern? Is, how modern is the siren? Would it have? It may have been recently renovated. It's not my part to say. Okay, but I like that. So unfortunately, cut that out. <laughs> the kind of lock that would be interesting to me is a keypad. Yes, there are nine. No, there are 10 digits because of the zero. Okay. Um, I am going to dip the makeup brush into the cornstarch, into the baggie of cornstarch, and try to brush the lock the keypad to see what buttons are maybe used the most. So this is an automatic 12 on the day move of trying to pick a lock. And I think, Bertie, you're in the middle of texting uh, because Renette seems to be saying something about a rabbit over and over again. And you're trying to be very insistent about getting her to help when you look up. No, no. <laughs> Rabbit emoji exclamation point. No. Rabbit emoji exclamation point exclamation point. That specific angry emoji that's red and it has the the curse words that are symbols. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Specifically that one four times. Mm -hmm. So you you look up, Bertie, and you can see Georgie bent over, uh, dusting this keypad for prints. She hits a button, 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 button. And you hear a little beep in the door unlocks. Oh my god! Where have you been hiding that? We've got a regular mastermind over here. <laughs> Happy birthday! Uh, George just kind of winks at Bertie. <laughs> oh my god! I love Tipsy. I love Tipsy Georgie. <laughs> yes, ma'am. Let's get the fuck out of here. Okay. I think riding on the back of that twelve from the MacGyver, you get out into the hallway without anybody noticing where you came from. And you can see a handful of people now gathering a little bit further down the hallway. Renette, are you listening to Bertie or are you just crawling around under the stage? Oh, no, I, I'm still going after the rabbit. Rabbit so the, emoji exclamation point. Did, yeah. did that not come across? <laughs> what the fuck is she talking about? Can you decipher this? The man who left the room just a, a few moments ago, seems to be on his cell phone. And there are a couple other people in the hallway. You can see the dancer uh, looking pretty upset. You can see uh, the the assistant from the show also looking a bit upset. That guy that was sitting next to you in the audience, who, you know, the power suit guy with the go for gold attitude, at the far end of the hallway, you can see him, like, power walking very quickly towards this group. And the two of you are also in this hall with them. I mean, I definitely want to eavesdrop. Sure. Yeah. Uh, as you get closer, you can hear that uh, the man on the cell phone is talking to the police. Uh, and you can hear something about he's dead. There's dead body. There's dead body at the siren. It looks like the dancer is kind of very red in the face. Uh, a little bit shell-shocked. Looks like the assistant is saying something like, uh, has has his hand on her shoulder and is saying something like, it's okay, it's okay. He knew it was a dangerous trick. He knew, he knew the risks. And then the guy from the other end of the hallway that's getting closer now throws his arms up in the air and yells, what the hell's going on? What the hell's going on? The dancer points to the stage, the crawl space under the stage, and says, there's a woman in there with him. 
Magnus is dead, and there's a woman in there. Oh, oh God, Georgie, I think that's our woman. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we should probably go and make sure that she's not the prime suspect, right? Yeah. Because she's, like, in the space. I'm assuming... Yeah, well, we don't really know the order of events that have had happened here, so we probably should collect her. (laughs) Oh, God, our senile friend is missing, and she always wanders off, and and we can never find her, and she always gets into weird little spots, but she's senile, so... I think that's more incriminating. (laughs) No... (laughs) Well, I, I don't know how much crime a senile old woman can commit. It's a lot. I've already started, so. So the guy with the cell phone covers his other ear because suddenly there's a lady in the hallway yelling about something and he's trying to talk on the phone. And you can see him sort of turn and walk up the steps onto the stage. The, the dancer sort of looks at the two of you approaching and gives kind of like a no more for me, no more for me kinds of motions and goes into the dressing room. This, uh, this gold guy go for gold and the assistant are still in the hallway watching the two of you approach. The assistant kind of bends over, looks into the crawl space, looks up to the two of you. You know her? I look into the crawl space. Um, am I close enough that they can see? I think that if you stick your head under here, there's nothing really blocking the view. There's there's random stuff and equipment stored here, but they can see you. Oh, then they they see me uh, on my hands and knees, reaching under a shelf to get to that rabbit. Come here, come here, you little Burnett. Get get back here. Come what on. What are you? you little, get out from under there. I there's blood on your little paws, little one. Brunette. Rabbit. I use my very rare grandma slash mom voice. Brunette. What? Get out from the crawl space right now. Whose body is this? Now. Yeah, there's also a dead body under there. Oh, by the way. Yeah, but there's a bunny that killed him. Probably. You see what I mean? Bunny is evidence. Just, you know, she's not all all there. (laughs) Get out from there. I take one more swipe to try to catch the bunny. Georgie, you do get a little buzz on your phone. And you get a photo from Calliope of Pearl sleeping upside down on the cat tree birthday present that you got tonight. (laughs) Renette, you have to come see this photo. Oh, my God. She's so cute. Look, Can I roll to catch the bunny? (laughs) Yeah. I've got to at least try before I get back there. You absolutely can. Now, here's the thing. This is a night move. Okay. You are, you are crawling around in a very dark space with random things that could maybe hurt you if you're not playing, paying close attention. Mm-hmm. You're also sort of tipsy, but that's fine. Yeah. What's the worst thing that could happen uh, as you crawl around in the dark trying to find this bunny? I knock some stuff over, and uh, it not only hurts me, but disturbs the evidence and the, the scene of the crime. Uh, that makes sense to me. Am I rolling with disadvantage? You are rolling with disadvantage. Can I use my presence stat because I am uh, trying to lure the bunny using my raw magnetism? (laughs) Okay, as long as you're not saying you're using your blazer to attract the bunny, then... Okay, I'm not using my blazer. I'm just using my, you know, living things love me. I have a natural draw. Okay. 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 Um, let's see. Just on the dice. Uh, yes. With disadvantage, that's a seven plus my presence. That's a 10. With disadvantage, that's a 10. I do, I do my little, um, my, my little, my little whistle that I, I have oft practiced, um, you know, when working backstage in a show and you got to get some, got to get some wayward actor's attention. And it's, it's just like this whistle, it means business. I cannot whistle, but Renette can. And it just, the, the rabbit just turns to attention and um, it's focused enough that I can just swipe my arms out and grab her. 
And as you scoop up this little bunny, you can feel it sort of relax into your arm as though it has been held before and is used to it. Okay. I start making my way out of the crawl space. Yeah. It's going to take Renette a minute or so to get out of there because now she's holding a rabbit. Yeah, this is important. So Georgie Uh... and Bertie here in the hallway, what would you like to do? You have some time before Renette makes her way out. I mean, we're still tipsy, right? Oh, yes. (laughs) Yes, you are. I mean, just no tact. Like, I think I want to ask Power Suit, who I presume is Magnus's agent, what he knows about this rival illusionist. He's standing there next to the assistant, and he has looked under the stage. He sees Magnus. He gets up. He's a little quiet. It looks like he's deep in thought. Something's behind his eyes, but he's just sort of standing there, not moving. I'm sure you don't remember, but we were seated next to each other earlier this evening, and I maybe overheard you. Were were you Magnus's agent? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I was. Yes. Horrible. I'm so sorry for your. Lo- I'm I'm Georgie, and you and your name is. Yeah, Joey Gold. Joey Gold, Agent Joey Gold. Uh, And he's kind of a little glazed over and looks like he's on autopilot. He opens up his jacket and takes out a business card and hands it to you without really looking at you. Yeah, Joey Gold. I give him my business card. (laughs) So he passes you his, takes yours, and doesn't really register that he's holding it, but puts it in his pocket. I mean, Magnus seemed very skilled, at least from what I saw. So this tragedy just seems just senseless, you know? I mean, I don't, unless there was something else, go. I, this is just me meddling, I'm sure. But I do recall seeing an article in the paper recently about a rival illusionist. Both Joey and the assistant both look at you. Joey goes, yeah, it's a cutthroat business. Um, uh, yeah, there's a... Cutthroat, you say? Yeah, yeah, it's very hard. It's a, it's a hard business. Uh, Magnus was one of the, the greats on the circuit for, for a long time. But yeah, there's, uh, there's always uh, up-and-comers uh, trying, to, trying to take down the big dog. And Georgie turns to the assistant. I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. His posture sort of changes back into sort of stage presence. Antonia, Antonia Bastian. No, it's Anthony. It's, it's, I guess it's Anthony. I mean, it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. What do you, what do you want to call you? Whatever, whatever you want to be called. Yeah. If Magnus is dead, then it's Anthony. If the show is over and he looks at Joey and it looks like, it looks like the act is done, then bye bye, Antonia, right? And kind of leads in, right? And Joey kind of steps back, rolls his eyes a little. Yeah, uh, no more Antonia. You call yourself whatever you want to call yourself. I, it's, it's, uh, it's up to you now. Did you not like being called Antonia? Oh, no, it's fine. It's, it's character. It was a character. Uh, and if the act is over, then that is no longer my character. So I guess I'll have to uh, find something else. Right, Joey? Yes, absolutely. We will uh, We will come up with something for you. Even better. Even better than Antonia. I mean, I just can't believe this happened. Has it, he seemed like such a, like a big shot, like, like you've always said. I mean, could it really have been just a malfunction in the trick? And Antonia looks at you and says, well, if it was a malfunction, that's Jim. Jim checks all, he's the safety coordinator. He, he makes sure the tricks are good. Uh, he's here, he's out front somewhere. Or maybe he's back, I don't know, maybe he's on the stage. I, I don't know where he went. We've never even come close to seeing a malfunction that would have done anything like this. That trick, that big finale, is one of the safest things you can do. It's, it's more dangerous to trip over one of those hula hoops than it is to get stuck in that cabinet. Oh, what a delicious reminder of our hula hoop. (laughs) And that's about the time when Renette crawls out from under the stage 
cradling a little bunny. I uh, I hold the bunny up, and then next to it, I I make a face that just expresses multiple exclamation points, and I stare at Birdie. Yeah. Okay. I get it. I get it. There's not a rabbit in the act. There's no reason for this rabbit to be here. What's it doing here if it isn't part of the reason the guy is dead? Georgie looks at her phone and goes, oh, <laughs> just now having caught up with yeah, the emoji oh, thread. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well, I, I mean, it could just be a pet or something. Well, uh, Jessica, uh, Jessica said there's the, there's there was a rabbit in the act, but not anymore. Uh, he didn't. Who's Jessica? The dancer. Oh. The dancer with the frilly costume. Cute butt. So we find the owner of this rabbit and we find yeah. our but killer. I think it's it's a trail. It's I think that's a good way, place to start. I'm in. I think that that tracks. Yeah. OK, so does anyone here recognize this bunny? Anthony says no. Uh, uh, yeah, like Jessica said, we we haven't used a rabbit forever. And he looks to Joey. Joey nods. Yeah, we uh, there are places that won't let you in if you have animals in the act. And to sort of expand, we we took we took the rabbit. Rabbit's a trade anyway. I don't even know who uses rabbit anymore. Yeah. So what the, what's it doing here? What's it doing here next to a dead body scurrying around acting all secretive like? And they kind of look at each other and shrug. I mean, what do we know about this rival illusionists act? Do they have a bunny? Is this a traitor bunny? Seems like something that Magnus's agent might know. Don't mm-hmm. you keep tabs on rival acts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, sure. But, uh, you know, come on. Anybody who's using a rabbit in their act is no, uh, no competition for Magnus. That's a Sunday afternoon senior center magician. That's not a that's not a top tier illusionist. Is there like a magician's guild or something that we can talk to that would well, have registered acts? Lady, you have no idea how deep it goes. <laughs> those clowns are oh the clowns. No, those people are no helpful. No, no help at all. Not the clowns. Not no. the clowns. No. Don't even bring them into this. Renette has beef with clowns, I've decided. <laughs> Just now? Or has this been like a long, long I've term? I've decided that this is a long-term thing. Oh, okay. a long-standing grudge. Well, then, Renette, maybe you notice... <laughs> <A> grudge. <laughs> ...that when Joey mentioned clowns, Anthony had a reaction of, like, pure anger on his face and, like, kind of covered it up, turned back. Yes? Anthony? No. Yeah, no, I, I agree. There's a, there is a union. There's a magician's union. We have a guild. So, uh, I mean... You're a magician, too? Oh, well, yeah. Uh, everyone involved in the act has to be registered. Even Jessica, she doesn't know her way around any illusions. She's here as, um, you know, as stage presence, as eye candy. Well, she's, but she, she's, you know, she's very talented. Yeah, she's great. And so are you. Oh, I yeah. appreciate that. I, of yeah. course. Yeah, anytime. And he looks back to Joey and glares. Maybe people will actually be able to see what I can do, huh? Huh, Joey? Joey? Yeah, I know. We'll talk, okay? We'll talk. Are they exes? Are they exes who are now working together? Is that the vibe I'm getting? Ooh. That's the worst. I know. Are you saying this out loud, or is this just, like, in our vibes? No, I'm just... I'm asking. I was still in Renette's voice, but I am asking. (laughs) If that's the vibe I'm getting from them. You definitely can tell they have known each other for a long time and mm-hmm. that there is, they are trying to have a, a civil conversation that if they were alone would not be civil. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> they got beef. They've got history. It runs deep. I don't know if you feel this way too, but like it felt like Anthony was kind of insinuating that without Magnus, he gets to go do his own thing, something yeah better you know so like i'm starting to like i'm trying to do better Mm -hmm. (laughs) at writing down possible motives early on and i sort of think that one like anthony had something to gain yeah he might have been hooked into a contract yeah ah and if the contract is is up Mm -hmm. yeah Mm, interesting Mm -hmm. and anthony finally turns back to the three of you and says okay i'm just 
I've got to get this makeup off. I got to get my real clothes on. I'm um, I'm going in here to change. He turns towards the second dressing room that Jessica also went into. Joey, do you have contact information for the guild in case we want to call and ask questions about local acts? Local acts? Jeez. Uh, no, look, I, yellow pages. Be any any local acts. Uh, you know they're not they're not on the guild's radar. I mean, if you want information, I guess I have because uh, there's pockets. It's like, yeah, I guess. Um, uh, yeah. Hey, you already gave us your card. It's, yeah, it's yeah. okay. Oh right. I'll yeah. just call you then. Uh yeah. If you, uh, I mean, I. He's very scattered. He's very kind of lost here. It's like, um, it's gonna be a little bit before I get my next act up and going. So, um, that makes sense. I mean. We're just trying to maybe do one good thing and find the owner of this rabbit and maybe (laughs) George is like switching tactics. We just need to find the owner of this rabbit. Like who would we talk to to find magicians that might be missing this sweet little bun bun? I think you were kind of onto it earlier. Like no professional illusionists, no one, no one ready for uh, even like the the regional circuit's going to go out there with a rabbit unless it's some kind of retro thing. But I don't know. Off the top of my head, I don't know anybody out there who's using a rabbit right now. I'm sorry, ladies. I got I got some calls to make. Uh, if uh, I got some calls, I gotta. I'm gonna. Yeah, uh, no worries. We'll we'll find I'm, you later if we we'll we'll keep you updated on the whole rabbit thing. Yeah, yes. I'm, I'm absolutely. Gonna, Are you on Facebook? My company, Joey Gold. Agent extraordinaire is on. Your card has your number, right? It's fine. Yeah, I'm. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah. I'm just. Uh, I got so many calls to make. So many yes, calls. we'll we'll let you get to it. All right. Yeah, I'm just going out. I'm just gonna go sit out front and see if I can get another drink and make some calls. The, yeah, someone from the audience could have planted the bunny too. Probably we would have seen them. Did, did any of us? Uh, this is after like Gold has like retreated. Yeah, I think. he's he's walking um, away typing. I just yeah. thought it would have been more fun to send him a picture of the reunion, but I guess we're just going to have to call him. <laughs> I mean, we can send him a text with the phone number. That's true. That's true. With with pictures. <laughs> you know how texts work, right, Georgie? It's not you just emojis. For... I don't know that I knew that. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we've sent pictures before. Okay, okay. So I feel I don't like... Know. Maybe we're just tipsy. It's fine. That, it's fine. That, that Sirens Thousand Island IST is really... It's really strong. Yeah. Real strong. Mm-hmm. So definitely the rabbit is weird. Hear me out. Maybe it was like a haphazard way of trying to pin this on a different magician. Um, but it's not necessarily a different magician. We would have seen someone walking from backstage or from here to backstage throughout the show. And only a few people went back there. So it's got to be someone who was already here before the show or someone who was backstage during the show. Because we don't even know the cause of death yet, do we? No. Renette, did you see mm-hmm. anything? What? You look over. Uh, Renette has done that complete 180 in the past um, two minutes, however long this conversation has lasted. Um, she is no longer suspicious that the bunny has committed the murder, and now they are bonded for life. Um, if anything happens to this bunny, I will kill everyone in this room, including myself. Okay, noted. Um <laughs> I think we just look over to Renette. We're like, oh, she's gone. Uh, I guess it's just you and me. <laughs> Got little, little flippity floppers on your head. Got little... Someone get this girl a water. <laughs> Got little front stompers. Oh my God. Are you guys going to make me be the responsible one? Because you can't hold your liquor. Are you kidding me? What? <laughs> Don't make me be the responsible one. That bunny oh. is really cute. This is the worst. I'm only going to be responsible because it's your birthday, Georgie. Otherwise, this should be this should be on your shoulders. This is a birthday gift to you. You're the best. Just stay put. I'm going to go get some water. Oh, my God. You have a prop. This is a podcast. (laughs) Yeah, but I I need I need the prop for my own acting abilities. He's got Uh, I think a little 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 stompers. It's got a little, little back flippity flops. Look at the little tail nub. Okay, I leave. <laughs> I think as as this conversation is starting to wrap up, you can hear noise from the stage. 
So there's a little staircase right there that uh, hops up two steps onto the back of the stage. You can't quite see what's going on there until you stand in front of the stairs. And when you do, you can see that guy who was out in the audience before with the long red hair and the ponytail, kind of skinny guy. He's dragging a ladder around the stage and starts climbing up to look at the set. The, the, the stage is still cluttered with all the props and all the set pieces. And then the guy who is on the phone with the rainbow eye makeup is also on the stage talking to this guy who's dragging the ladder. I do definitely go to the bar and get like a glass of water or bottles of water. Mm -hmm. And I just, you know, I leave, I leave dollar uh, money on the counter if no one's behind it. And I just, yeah, I think Sally's there. Um, So she's trying to clean, but she's also wide eyed and doesn't Mm -hmm. very nervous energy. Sally, can I get two bottles of water, please? Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, she ducks down, comes up with two two bottles of water. Yeah, how much is that going to be? I don't know. Um, That's okay. I'm just going to give you ten. Just keep the change. You're good. You're good. Um, okay, okay. And she doesn't even take the, the cool. money. Yeah. I grab the bottles. I'm eyeing those guys. Um, probably slip the bottles of water into my purse and walk up, the, up to the... Stairs through the backstage, I think. Probably so, not from the front, if that makes sense. George and Renette backstage talking about bunnies. Bunnet. Bunnet. Stop. <laughs> I think I hear that as I'm walking past, and I'm like, "Can you get a grip?" And I just no. hand them both water bottles. Seriously, you're embarrassing me. And then I walk to the stage. I just saw a dead guy. I need comfort. You know, this sweet little comfort bunny, Bunnette. What a great name. I wonder if he already has a name. Where are you from, bunny? You didn't want to kill anyone. You didn't want to. He's got a tragic backstory. Oh. I go up to talk to the people on stage. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yes, you leave the conversation about Bunnette. The, the red-haired ponytail guy who's on the ladder is not paying attention. You can see that he is he is looking for something up in the fly space. And I try my best not to startle him, but I make, like, I'm walking on the stage noises so he knows someone's there. The other guy definitely turns and sees you coming, takes a drink from his, uh, his coffee mug, and he doesn't really say anything. He just sort of looks at you expectantly. Hi. Um... My name's Bertie. What's what's yours? Yeah, Lashawn. Hi, Lashawn. I um, first of all, I'm very sorry for your loss. Um, I'm assuming guy up there. That's Jim. Mm-hmm. That is so, Jim. Myself and my compatriots were in the audience, and um, around Brindlewood Bay, we're kind of known as um, people who sort of help out uh, the law enforcement when things occur. So it was actually kind of. Pure luck and happenstance that we happen to be in the audience. But um, until uh, the authorities arrive, we're going to be kind of taking care of and handling this investigation, um, just so you know. My compatriots are just backstage. They're, they're taking a quick breather because, you know, the show is wonderful. We were really enjoying ourselves. Um, but I'd love to ask you a couple questions. Go right ahead. Great. Um, did we see LaShawn on... Like, on stage at all? Or is this somebody that we haven't seen at all? Um, uh, he, he was the guy in the dressing room. He was not yes, on stage. Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah. What do, you, what do you run in this troupe? What's, what's your, your job, your occupation? What, do you keep things moving? Jim. She wants to know what I do. Jim's up on the ladder. Says, um, yeah, we all want to know what you do, huh? And LaShawn kicks the ladder. Not real hard, just enough to make it wiggle a little. And Jim says, whoa, whoa, hey, hey, no, no, just joking. Everyone knows what you do. Everybody knows what you do. Can't do it without you. So you're kind of the magic maker is what I'm I'm hearing. You make the magic happen. Pun intended. I'm trying to butter LaShawn up desperately. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Without me, there's no magic. Without me, there's no magic. Without me, Magnus... Looks like complete garbage under these lights. You truly make the magic happen. Tr- truly. He, he looked great up there, and 
as do you look great now. I mean, I'm I'm surprised that we didn't see you up on stage with your incredible makeup. Okay, thanks. Thank you. What can I? You're very welcome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and Jim giggles. This is going great. I love the birdies taking point and talking to people. I think she's really, really good at this. Um, I'm not anxious at all to ruin this interaction. Um, <laughs> so if you don't mind me asking, uh, whereabouts have you, have you been the past few hours? What, what's been going on for you? I, I presume that you had a lot of uh, pre-show work to do, perhaps a few moments of touch up here and there. Um, mm-hmm. what's, what's, what, walk me through your schedule. Walk you through my schedule. For the past hour or two, yes. Walk you through my schedule. Jim, she wants to know what I've been up to for the last couple hours. And Jim says, yeah, I'd like to know that too. <laughs> and LaShawn kicks the ladder again. <laughs> if you've ever worked in show business, you'd know that there's a lot to do. And if you want to know my TikTok, you want to know exactly where I am, when I am. Nobody knows that. I don't know that. I go where I'm needed, when I'm needed. Bernie is and, fully realizing that Renette would be so much better at this than her. So you have a badge or something, police lady? I mean, I can I can I do something? Can I roll something to make this person less antagonistic? I don't like it when it's coming at me. I only dish it. I do not want to take it. Thank you very much. Uh, I guess you can do a day move. So what is the no. worst thing that can happen if this role goes wrong? I mean, this person refuses to speak to me um, and mm-hmm. actively antagonizes me. Oh, wait. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think Bernie's like, oh, is this, is this what it feels like? Is this what I do? Would it be the day move or would it be meddling? Because I am trying to get information. Oh, well... So you're not, are you trying to change his attitude towards you or are you just trying to get information? I mean, I'm just trying to get him to work with me. So for for me, I think that would be meddling. He doesn't have to be nice to me. I just want him to actually answer my questions. Okay. And to like give me some information I can work off of, if that makes sense. Yeah. Well, now we've established that being tipsy doesn't make you roll with disadvantage when you're sneaking around. Well, we've agreed that it maybe doesn't help you so much when you're trying to get people to like you. I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) So I think... delight. (laughs) I think you can roll with disadvantage on this meddling move. I mean, I guess. This is going to be so Okay. Uh, Good start. Um, so with disadvantage, that's a five. Yeah, I think what happens here is that you're trying to get information out of LaShawn. And he is, he is not going for your charms. The more intimate you try to make this conversation, the more closed off he is. Like, not mm-hmm. only does he, he crosses his arms and yet widens his stance. Doesn't seem really receptive to this. Well, you know, I would just like to ask a couple questions so we can get uh, a bead on what's been going on backstage um, leading up to this point. Um, so when when the proper authorities come in, we'll be able to relay that information to them. Mm-hmm. Um, this is this is something we do very often. Um, oh, oh, we, are, we are actually uh, experts in, in this. Oh, in this experts. Field. You're an expert. You're an expert uh-huh. in, in asking people questions. Uh I would say so, yes. Oh. Birdie starts just, like, rubbing her, like, neck slash chest in, like, obvious discomfort. Mm-hmm. It's no. warm in here. Yeah, I can see that you're an expert. You look like an expert. No, I think <laughs> maybe what we're going to do is wait for the actual law enforcement, and then maybe they can have a conversation with you about why you are backstage when there's a body. How about that? Hmm? Hmm? And Jim goes, just, just... Let her be. Come on, just let her be. And LaShawn says, oh, if she's going to try to get all up in my business, then she needs to know who she's talking to. I mean, it's routine. I was going to talk to Jim next, but I didn't want to disturb him on the ladder. And Jim calls down, hey, that's great. Don't disturb the guy on the ladder. And LaShawn kicks at the ladder again. I 
can see you're both busy. Someone will come back later. Probably not me. Someone else will check in no, about, about this, this later. About this I, I have some other things. I got to go. Thank you so no, much. No, 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 no. I'm walking away. <laughs> and he reaches out to grab your arm. Oh, oh. And so you can see that he's about to do this. He's about to grab your arm. To, to move out of the way for that, please. Would that be like a day move with vitality? Just getting myself like, I mean, I would argue that it's me fleeing slash, you know, getting myself out of a, out of a sticky situation. I think it's more of a night move. Because if you're going to try to, to avoid someone who is physically coming at you, you are you are kind of dressed nice. How are your shoes? Um, probably like heeled boots. Yeah, I think if you're trying to move quickly away from him with some heels on, uh, while he's trying to grab your arm, that might be a night move. Might not be the worst of okay. night moves, but can you think of something bad that would happen if you fail this roll? Probably like on my way, trying to get out of the way I stumble and twist my ankle uh, with my heeled boots. That sound good? Yeah. Can this be considered not disadvantaged because I'm trying to like escape from a certain situation, move out of the way, be a little speedy? We're gonna we're gonna say that if it's sneaky, then you don't roll with disadvantage. But this is more of an escape. So I think this is still Mm -hmm. disadvantage. Ah, okay. It's still vitality. This is why I never do anything on my own. (laughs) This never works. Okay. I would have loved that to have been my original rule. Uh, That is an eight. Would you like to be safe, but he grabs your arm? Or would you like to avoid him and stumble? I think avoid him and stumble. I think that Bernie talks a big game, but she is not really big on people being in her physical space. Renette and Georgie, you hear a commotion on the stage. Oh, no. And you have a moment, like it seems, we're just going to back up a couple of moments here. It seems like there are raised voices and someone sounds pretty angry with Birdie. Let's like, yeah, let's go, go see what's going out. on. Yeah. Yeah. I still I'm still clutching Bonnet. Mm-hmm. And 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 patting his head gently. Um, I'm gonna hold out uh, a hand so uh toward, toward Georgie, because I know Georgie is not comfortable on this stage. And I would <laughs> not uh, I would I I would I don't want her to be too uncomfortable, so I'm just gonna have her keep you know, keep a good distance while I brave the uh, the stage <laughs> to get a better look. Georgie, are you you feel okay about not going onto the stage? I do feel okay about not going onto the stage. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, then you have a good view of Renette taking a couple of steps on there, and you can see Birdie. Um, standing in front of this guy, this the, the makeup guy that was in the, the, the dressing room with you, and he seems very upset with Birdie. There was something in her body language. There was something. It looked like she was trying to, like, manipulate him a little bit, and he did not take to that very well. It looked like she turned and tried to get away. He reached out to grab her arm, and she did a little spin, and Renette, you have a good view of Bertie's uh, ankle twisting a little bit. Oh no! It doesn't look like it's bad, but it does look like she got a condition of twisted ankle. Oh no! And she stumbles a little bit, and this makeup guy sort of stops because he sees that something just happened to her. And as all of this is happening, you can see the door to the siren open. And a man that you recognize sort of rushes in. This is Brett, the EMT. <gasps> that you haven't seen for some time now. And he looks around, and Sally runs right up to him and points towards the back. And he starts running, rushing towards the back hallway. And as he is out of the way, coming in behind him, our Deputy Fern, 
and Deputy Bollinger. Ah. Fern looks around, and she looks like she's very impressed with the set. And Renette, your brother, looks around and sees what's going on on the stage. And his eyes go right to yours. He kind of shakes his head. I clutch the bunny even tighter. <laughs>